Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, welcome on back. It is the Big Show. David James filling in for Gordon today. Jake Scott with you as well. We're going to talk to Kristen Kinney coming up here momentarily, get her thoughts on the uh, start for the Utah Jazz. DJ, I tell you, in this business, sometimes the best conversations are off the air. You know that? And you are you are a wise man. You are a wise and learned man. That's all I'm going to say. I do what I can. I'm also a bonehead on right. Just ask my family. <laughs> they can all tell you. <laughs> uh, I saw you just retweeted this, by the way. I thought Gary uh, was particularly good this morning. I would uh, Gary Anderson, I would encourage our listeners to, uh, if you missed that, give it a listen. He's Getting he's, into details on what's wrong and, with and, some passion and some fire. He's always insightful, and uh, you know Gary is very good at, at speaking his mind. But sometimes the most uh, transparent stuff is when things aren't going so well, you know? And they have a little bit of a setback, and I thought he was he was good. And I thought your uh, Utah swear words discussion was was also entertaining. I was just looking at that uh, because he dropped a uh, freaking in the middle of the interview. A couple, yeah. Uh, freaking sixty one percent of the vote. Freaking twenty five percent. Fetching and flipping seven percent each, which led people to say, "Well, don't modify it. Just say it." And also, what about effing and f? And so we ran a second one. And effing is on 39%, and don't modify it, just say it's at 35 hmm. So there you go. You Utah linguists, David DJ James on Twitter, go ahead and vote. Or well, over 1,000 votes. We're going to talk to Kristen Kenny mom, uh, momentarily with a little Jazz Insider Report, brought to you by our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivvy.com. With that, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off a redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, she does sidelines and locker rooms for AT&T Sportsnet. She's our good friend, Kristen Kenny. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm enjoying this nice Phoenix sun, I'll tell you that. Well, it is sunny just, here. Just, How are you hang, doing? just hang up on her right now. We don't want to do this. I know, this. right? Rubbing it in, rubbing it in. <laughs> it's a little chilly here today, Kristen. A little chilly. Still sunny, it's but a little 40. cheesy. It's yeah. not a little chilly. It's 40. It's cold, says the oh, Southern California Yeah, I mean, when we, when we left, it was snowing and then landed here and it's full sun. But, you know, I'm a fan of the snow, so... Well, Kristen, give us, that. You, uh, give us your first impressions. Uh, three games in now, what are you seeing? You know, I think uh, it's still so early, but I think what stands out to me is jazz defense. And, you know, we look at preseason and um, look at the struggles we had defensively then, but it's preseason, so it's hard to even take that into consideration and and validate that entirely. But you look at what we've done over the last three games, and consistently we've been solid on defense. So I think that's showing progress. And also what's really interesting to me is that it shows that the new guys have really bought in uh, to the defensive identity of this team. I was talking to Rudy Gobert today just right after shoot-around, and I asked him, you know, what's the key to that? How do you get guys to buy in to defense, to really believe it, to – to take pride in it. And he said, you know, that's the hardest thing 
but it helps when you have the guys like we have. Um, and it's hard to do for many teams, but that's what makes us so good, that these guys actually care and take pride in the defense of the team. So I really think that, that that's the biggest thing that stood out to me. Um, and, of course, like, Bogey is just incredible after that last game. I mean, how fun was that? Christine Kenny with us of AT&T Sportsnet here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, do you think the defense is going to end up being top three, top five, top ten? How do you think it's going to stack up when all is said and done and teams have, you know, opponents have had a chance to pick this group apart and Quinn's had a chance to tighten the act up a little bit here? Yeah, it's hard to say this this far in, but I can, or this, uh, you know, just three games in, but according to Rudy, if we want to win, defense needs to be the top, needs to be the top priority, needs to be the best. So I like hearing from Rudy Gobert, who is our defensive anchor, and that statement, because that's going to, from top to down, from Coach Quinn Snyder when it starts there, from Rudy Gobert, who's the defensive anchor and and leader on defense, you know, I think it's going to, they're always going to hold themselves to a higher standard on defense. Same with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that's what he talks about. He talks about uh, Coach Quinn Snyder the other night, you know, about instead of his offense, talked more about his defense on Buddy Heald. So those are the things that I think, um, you know, are, are going to resonate and continue to be trends throughout the rest of the season. So I would expect our defense to be top for sure, whether it's one, I don't know, whether it's two, but definitely they're not going to be content without being the best defensively, in my opinion. Yeah, Kristen, you were covering, obviously, the locker rooms the other night. Was there a sense of, I don't know, maybe lack of a better word, relief coming from Mike Conley that he, he really had a nice outing on Saturday? Yeah, you guys were in there. I mean, you've you've um, talked to him, too, a little bit, and we can tell that he was really frustrated, especially in L.A. after that game. He said he, he, said he felt just like quicksand. You could really sense his frustration and then the relief for sure in the locker room and from his teammates, too. So I think th- this is the thing I keep stressing about Mike Conley. When I sat down and talked with him, you know, he's been in, in um, the league for this is his 13th year, 12 years with one team, one system. So when you switch over to a whole new system, he's challenged in a way he never was challenged before because Coach Quinn Snyder, we know he's so detail-oriented, but he also forces guys to see different um, options. So, for example, uh, Mike Conley was telling me that before looking at film, he would see one or two options. Now when he sits down looking at film with Quinn, he's able to see three, four, five options that he never knew he could see before um, when he considered himself a complete player, a complete player in the NBA, like most would consider. So I think that he's just being challenged in a new way. And there's a lot and a lot of moving pieces. So it's just going to take time for him to really get in his groove. But I, I definitely a relief. I mean, when the ball goes in a little bit, that helps a lot, right? So Donovan Mitchell's shooting percentages are off the charts. And for everybody who wanted more efficiency, they're getting it. Do you think that's because Donovan's gotten better? Or do you think that's because the game is easier because Donovan's teammates are respected by the opposing defense and the floor's open and it's just easier for him to get good looks now? Um, I think it's a little bit of a combination. I think when you have as many weapons as we have, obviously guys are going to be having more looks. Um, but I do think in, in talking with Donovan, we know how good he is, and we know how determined after last season he was to come out and really take his game to the next level. And you're seeing that. So you're seeing him do incredible things. You're seeing him, um, his patience getting to the line more. And so I think he's becoming a more mature, more poised 
point guard. And I think he's just going to continue to get better, especially because, like you said, the pieces that he has around him now where he can really have more um, opportunity and, and to do a variety of things because he's going to have those open looks. We have so many weapons. It's like pick your poison, you know? What do you think about Ricky Rubio going up against his old team tonight? Oh, it's going to be – I don't know if I'm ready for it, guys. Are you ready for it? It's a little sad. But uh, uh, I, I miss – no, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Meow. Well, I just <laughs> meow, meow. Um, I always, you know, you get close to these guys, and it's great to see. And that's the best thing about uh, the NBA now is getting to see Derek Favors and now Ricky. Um, and hey, how about Jay Crowder last night with that shot? So, and all of our teammates, you see our guys supporting each other. So, I guess I love that. Um, but yeah, it's like bittersweet to to see Ricky and a different uniform, I guess. Um, I, I love Ricky Rubio. I, I love I loved what he brought to the Jazz. He's a selfless guy, um, and wish him all the best. And I think Phoenix is a great place for him. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does tonight and coming off that injury. And but I think this is a great fit for him. And the guys are really looking forward to just. It's fun to play against each other. He had fun in the World Cup action. Um, so I think it's bittersweet, but it's going to be fun. I'm just not used to seeing him out of a Jazz uniform, you know? Are the Jazz going to leave him open and dare him slash force him to shoot three-pointers tonight? <laughs> That's a good question. I think the Jazz, you know, um, we, you know, we learned a little bit last year. Ricky's good, man. Ricky's solid. He's that playmaker. I think he's going to be a really good – I think he's going to take that playmaking to the next level with this group. So, um, you know, I think – Booker's your guy. You got to keep eyes on Booker, right? Um, but Jazz defense, we're solid. If we're going to just leave him open, I don't know about that. You got to show some love and respect to Ricky, right? What do you no. guys think? No, I think they could be playing a step to a step and a half off him at all times. Well, like, if you hit shots on that, great. But you're not. We're not going to let you drive by us. Not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, again, it's. A lot of teams probably are, I mean, that's what a lot of teams, how they play Ricky. So, um, but still he's crafty. His playmaking ability is, is top notch. Well, Kristen, uh, it'll certainly be fun to watch tonight. We'll be uh, catching it on AT&T Sportsnet and we appreciate it when you have a moment to drop by. Thanks. Yeah, that was fun guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Kristen. Kristen Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet. To your point, DJ, and I think you're right on the money, I think that's exactly how the Jazz will guard Ricky. Did you see that clip going around about Jamal Murray mocking Ricky Rubio with the ball? Where he's standing probably 10 feet from him as he brings it up and he he's doing the shooting motion, essentially <laughs> try, try saying, hey, head. shoot Go it. Go ahead, I'll give it to you. Yeah, exactly. And It's it was like on the playground. I'll give you that. Austin, have you seen that clip going around? Yeah, it's out there, DJ. But, uh, you know, disrespectful. Uh, but I think that's I a- see a lot of video on Twitter. You see a lot of video I don't see. But see, you catch me up during the break. We were talking about uh, some video I'd last see- segment, and you brought me up to date. Now I you're going to bring me up to date again. On this one, is. yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Phoenix needed somebody who can have that, that calming force. I think you brought that up earlier, and I think Ricky can do that. But, I mean, you have to play the Jazz totally differently 
with Mike Conley at point guard as uh, as opposed to Ricky Rubio. It's just how it works. He just doesn't have that gravity that draws a defender to go over screens, and it's a big problem for what the Jazz want to do. And whatever the reason, King, uh, Kings being a subpar opponent uh, or not DJ, it seemed like they were letting the Kings pick their poison, and they decided not to guard Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 13 open shots. 13! A guy that good at shooting should never have 13 open shots. That's crazy. But they that's what they decided that's how they decided to guard the Jazz. Sag the big, take Rudy out of it, and leave Bojan open in the corner. Pick your poison we were talking about with that five man group. And I, I think it'll be interesting to watch Royce play. That really will it be five out of that any out of those six guys, any five will generate that pick your poison thought. It's not just the lineup with those five together. No, I totally agree. And your boy Joe, you know, same thing. When he gets in there, he's going to get a lot more open looks. And if they decide to take Joe out of it, then somebody else is going to get that look. Which might be why Donovan Mitchell is shooting 50% from three and 58% from the floor and 92 from the line. (laughs) You think that's that's, that's how We're not leaving anyone open. Everybody stay in front of your guy. And like Donovan's like, okay, all right. It's not one on two or one on three anymore. But that's where the enthusiasm comes from. And again, the Kings are, are not terrific. I'm with you. But we actually saw it on Saturday. Now it'll be harder to do against some teams than the other. In fact, the Clippers, how they decide to attack the Clippers on Wednesday is going to be fascinating because the Clippers are so good defensively on the perimeter. It's going to be really difficult against a team like that. The Suns tonight, I bet we see a good night offensively for the Jazz attacking Phoenix. It's going to be interesting. Well, two things about this week. One, Phoenix through three games, disclaimer, but they look way better than anyone expected. Fact, yeah. Mm-hmm. Denver OT for three and zero. Literally, just so close. One more possession, they could have had it. A stop, a bucket, whatever. They could be three and zero right now. But the Clippers twice at the end of this Wednesday, and then again next Sunday. So we'll know a lot more in a week. And I still think the Ron Boone, hey, check back January first, be twenty five thirty games in. Let teams start getting the second look. We'll have a better read then. I get it, but you, um, I thought, had a terrific take last week at the beginning uh, of the season. If you look at uh, the Jazz compared to last year, this is where they can make up games. Oh, yeah. 12 and 8 in the first 20, I think. 12 and 8 in the next 20. The 31 and 10 down the stretch doesn't seem like a reach at all. By then, the teams that are lottery teams will know they'll take the foot off the gas. They'll start shutting guys down. I expect there have been so many big second halves with Quinn Snyder coaching this team. Not just the three playoff teams, but the year before that, they yep. had a big second yep. half too. So the thought that they could, they could win 75% of their games in the last 41, not surprising. But there isn't that much room to upgrade there. If you're going to upgrade, you have to do it in the first half of the season. Well, I think that's why a win over Sacramento is important, and Oklahoma City for that matter, although they're not as bad as I think a lot of people think, at least yeah, not at the, the beginning wins, of the year. the wins all the better. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, you can swallow a, a loss to the Lakers, but if you lose to the Kings. I mean, like last year, uh, they lost by 50 to the Mavericks. And you look at it, you go, all right, well, that's, you can't. Uh, I, I realize that that's in Dallas, but that's not a game you can lose like that. I Sometimes mean, they, I see those games, though, and that's like Cal. Because Cal hadn't given up more than 24 points all year, and they gave up 28 in the first half. But at some point... The defense is looking at the offense going, you, you guys really aren't going to do anything, are you? I mean, you're really, you're, you're literally going to do nothing. <laughs> so, so around, you know, 21. Right. If Gordon were here to say, you know, your, your dauber gets down. Mm-hmm. Dauber's the kind of word Gordon He loves. does love the he word dauber. dauber. In fact, it, that word in specific he that, loves. Yeah, yeah, Cal's dauber was down after that third touchdown. 
Have you heard, by the way, have you heard Monson, or, uh, Austin's Monson impression? Yes, I have, and it's creepy. He, he like, well, it's creepy? Yeah. What creepy? I've heard you do Chester Shadows. Really? Have you done Chester? I don't know if I Might have been in the hallway, not on the air. Oh, maybe so. (laughs) (laughs) Let's leave it there, Deej. Let's leave that right in the hallway. Right where it belongs. See this? See this? See this? When would you? You see this microphone and the red light and that's... Oh, man. Hey, it was... First off, it was good. It was just creepy. (laughs) I mean, Gordon gets in creepy mode and you're impersonating creepy mode and you got it right. The other one he likes to say is, uh, where's the the slip between the the lips and the cup? (laughs) No, betwixt. Sorry. Betwixt. The betwixt, slip yeah. of the lip. Betwi- the slip between the lip and the- I can't even do it. But, but What's betwixt? Between. Was this 1821? Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. In Gordon's mind. Gordon's singing back to when he was in his early 40s. A slip betwixt the lip and the cup. He does like there that. There was one. some slippage, Jake. <laughs> All right. Coming up right around the corner. Some slippage, DJ. Uh, we'll talk to you, you Chris you know Maddox. If you grow up, if you grow up around older relatives, if you grow up grandparents or great aunts and uncles, then you really get that stuff. You literally know expressions that are 100 years old. Oh, I've, I've taken expressions from my grandparents yeah, right? forever. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, we want to uh, remind you about our friends at Syringa. Uh, if you're a Verizon or XO customer, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. That number again, 385-420-8221. Syringa Networks. Chris Mannix joins the show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Jeff Grimes, BYU offensive coordinator. So I'm wondering how you recapture that form of desperation that you had against Boise when you play Utah State. I think our players will be motivated to play that game. And college football is funny. The team that is most inspired to play often wins, sometimes even when they shouldn't on game day. And my goal, and I know Kalani's goal, is to create a team that shows up every Saturday hungry to win. But we're not quite there yet. I think this next game in Logan, will be a great opportunity, a great test for us to show that we've matured enough to put two big games back-to-back. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah's most listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, David James filling in for Gordon today. Want to remind you about Diamond Airport parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport parking since 1922. Just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport parking. 
Uh, we're going to talk to Chris Mannix coming up here momentarily for a little NBA Daily Assist. Of course, uh, Chris makes the magic happen at Sports Illustrated. He'll join us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every day. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. On a, on a broader NBA perspective, DJ, uh, David James filling in for Gordon today. Uh, anything really jumped out of you this uh, young NBA season? Um, I thought the Clippers looked really good until they didn't. I know that's a brilliant thing to say on Sports Talk Radio right there, but you know what I'm getting at. Um, I'm surprised the Warriors are this bad. I mean, yeah, lose, but just you're getting your doors blown off here. Not good. No. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, here's Chris Mannix on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Of course, senior writer at Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix with us back on the big show. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us again this year. How are you? What's going on, guys? Hey, we're doing great, and uh, thanks for fitting us in. Of course, you've been uh, very vi- busy today filling in on uh, big-time national shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm about uh, three hours from flying to Vegas now to go to uh, the Canelo Alvarez fight, so never stops. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. I just asked David, who Gordon's a little under the weather today, so our friend David James is filling in. But has anything really jumped out at you? I know the NBA season is so young, and maybe the answer is nothing, but has anything really jumped out at you thus far? Well, I, I heard the what you said about the Clippers, and I agree with that. I came into this season thinking that you know there was a lot of league-wide parity, and, and that may still be the case. Uh, but I do think that the Clippers... What I've seen early, especially since they've been doing it without Paul George, I just think they're a cut above everybody else. I mean, the the transition that Kawhi has made into that lineup has looked relatively seamless. They are so, so good defensively and can be even better when Paul George is back. They can switch on virtually everything. Uh, their bench is terrific, especially when it's Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, I think, are going to compete for the sixth man of the year award. And, and I think come February – they're going to be an extremely attractive buyout destination for some kind of big man who finds his way on the open market. So, I, look, I, I think it's, it's definitely more competitive than we've seen before. There is no super team, but the, the Clippers are the closest thing to it, and not by virtue of stars, but by virtue of their top two guys and the rest of their depth. Kawhi Leonard is so quiet, and he doesn't, uh, he's not out there selling himself like other stars. And, you know, good for them. They ought to go grab the endorsement money and all that kind of stuff. But he's won titles now with two different teams. He's trying to win a title with a third different team. At what point do we stop talking about LeBron and Steph Curry and Antetokounmpo and say he's the best player in basketball, obviously? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're, you're having that conversation now for sure. I think it's a stronger conversation when you say pick one player that you would start the postseason with. I mean, Kawhi, for this season, probably the ones in the future, is going to be kind of on that load management regiment. I mean, he just is. You've got to protect him. And what we saw with Toronto last year is that if you play him 60-ish games, he is going to be sharp and ready to go in the playoffs and, and effective in the playoffs. So, you know, that, that could hurt his chances of winning MVP awards, you know, this season and beyond. But I don't know. I mean, LeBron is still LeBron, but you'd be hard-pressed to have me take anybody but Kawhi Leonard as the guy I'd begin a playoff series with. On, on both ends of the floor, he is simply elite, and he has shown that he can put a team on his back and, and carry them to a championship. 
He is Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Chris, what do you think are responsible expectations for the Jazz this year? Well, I think in that conference, depending on matchups, you know, you can you can make a case for a conference finals. Um, and given an injury or two, you know, on the other side, they certainly are a contender to get to the NBA finals. And, and if you get there, a guy I think the East has some good teams at the top with Milwaukee and, and Philadelphia. But that parity I talked about kind of kicks in. And so, I mean, I think on a conservative angle, you could say. The conference finals is is a decent projection uh, if everything comes together. Obviously, you've got to get great play out of Mike Conley all year long. I think you'll get that. Um, the way he bounced back last year and, and the way he plays his game, I think he's going to adapt well eventually into that system. And, and you've got to have everybody else playing at a high level. But I, I don't see any reason to think that Portland's better than them, that Denver's necessarily better than them. Uh, these teams might have better regular seasons than Utah, you know, Denver especially, because of the continuity they have there. And that's a team that's kind of built to win uh, in the regular season. But the Jazz have some guys that, that can be closers. Donovan Mitchell's been that guy. I think Mike's going to take a lot of pressure off him on the perimeter. Um, I think this is one of those years where the Jazz should be targeting at least a trip to the conference finals. So do you think the Jazz are clearly better than either the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Rockets? You know, it, it's hard to say clearly right now. Um, on the, the jury's out. The, the jury's out on the Rockets, though. I mean, I, I don't know. It's. I, I'm not a believer in this Westbrook-Harden pairing. I just. I. It would, I know they're friends, but it would take for me uh, a, a pretty significant miracle to have two guys with this type of usage rate coexist on a successful team. It just. It's just hard to make something like that work, and they've been okay at times during the. There are the first few games, but I, I wonder how that plays out once the kind of novelty of it all sort of wears off. The, the Lakers, to me, have the greatest variance of any team in the league. Like, you know, you can make an argument, and I believe it, that the Lakers can win a championship this year. You could also make an argument, and I believe it, that the Lakers missed the playoffs this year. That, that's how, how, how wide the gap is on which way that they could go. I mean, they have to prove that they've got shooting. They've got to prove that LeBron and Frank Vogel can coexist and ways that are better than you know LeBron and Luke Walton or LeBron and David Platt and others. Uh, there's just a lot to, to question about the Lakers right now that we're not going to know until we see them play 25, 30 games together. Chris, a little bit earlier you mentioned uh, Philadelphia and uh, Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference uh, being uh, up there at the top. Would you include Boston in that grouping as well, or are they a notch below? No, they're, they're a notch below. Everybody's a notch below those two teams. Um, I think the Celtics can have a competitive regular season uh, I've been around Gordon Hayward a lot the last couple of weeks. He looks physically back to being the player that he was prior to the injury. I'm not sure we'll ever ever see the caliber of player he was prior to the injury, but physically he looks strong. He's playing strong. Um, he's, he's battling in there, and it looks like his elevation has come back. I'm just not sure that, that you can come all the way back from that type of injury. But they went from having maybe the best defensive front court in the NBA and Aaron Baines and Al Horford to – probably one of the worst in, you know, Robert Williams and Ennis Cantor and, you know, Grant Williams, he's a decent-looking rookie. Uh, I, I, you just can't win with, with that type of, of defensive front line. And unless they make a significant deal that brings back a, a Clint Capella type who might be available, Marcus Saul who might be available, um, I think that's what it's going to take for Boston to, to jump into that mix. 
I think a lot of our listeners saw Charles Barkley on TNT just uh, tell Clay Thompson right to his face, you're not going to the playoffs. And now they're 0-2, and they got thumped by the Thunder. Holy cow. Is this just two games and we shouldn't read into it, or Barkley's on to something? The Warriors are really going to have a problem here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not ready to read into it too much just yet. Um, I think their biggest problem is figuring out how to defend. I mean, the scoring's going to come. You're not going to convince me that Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, whoever else they put on the floor, can't score at a high level. It's just losing Clay. you know, people kind of overlook sometimes how good he was defensively. I mean, he was the guy that they put on the top wing player on the other team. He did a more than credible job every single time out. Uh, they got to find a way to, to scheme around that because Russell is not that type of defender, and we know Steph is basically an average defender at best. But I just have a hard time believing that that a group with those three guys who are still you know, all-stars and all-star level players, I have a hard time seeing them fall out of the playoff mix. I mean, if they continue to defend at this level for the next couple of weeks, uh, we might have a different conversation, but I'm willing to give them a little bit of rope to let them figure out how to be a high-level defensive team before I count them out. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated with us in 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Chris, I want to get your thoughts on how the NBA handled the, the China situation with Daryl Morey and basically how, how severe are the after effects going to be? Well, I mean, I, I wrote as soon as it happened that the NBA botched it, and, and I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, I also wrote a couple of days later that they you know, corrected themselves and they did the right thing, which I believe wholeheartedly. Um, you know, they, they said all they could say, which was, we will, you know, not, you know, police the statements of, you know, people that work for the teams or work for this league. They have the same right to free speech that Greg Popovich has when he calls out Donald Trump or Steve Kerr has when he calls out Donald Trump. And we're not going to, you know, police statements like that. It's really all they could do. Now, I think that the impact is a little overrated. Um, I, I read some of the stuff about teams kind of, you know, preparing themselves for a possible drop in the salary cap, that's not the information I'm getting. I mean, one thing you have to remember, the China money is significant, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not all that impactful, at least not when it comes to the salary cap. For for example, the China money each year is around $300 million, from what I was told. The basketball income for the NBA last year was $7.6 billion. So, it's not, you know, a speed bump, but I don't think it's something that will adversely affect uh, the NBA, its salary cap structure, ownership, you know, the, the collective bargaining agreement. It's just not going to have that significant an impact on anything. So I, I, I think it's more about owners losing out and players losing out on a little bit of extra money, but they're already raking in money. I mean, the NBA is such a profitable league, and these TV deals are so good uh, for them that they can afford to, to live without the Chinese money if it turns out, and I'm still not convinced this is the way it's going to go, but if it turns out China completely turns its back on, on the NBA, which I think is going to be problematic for China because it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. I mean, they have exposed their fans to NBA basketball. If you think you're going to pivot to the Chinese Basketball Association, that's a bad league. That's a very bad league with very bad basketball. So I don't know how they... I mean, China's a different place, obviously, an authoritarian government. They can do whatever they want. But I, I think it would be tough for them to turn their back on NBA basketball entirely. Kind of figure they won't now because 
We've seen two high-profile players in LeBron and James Harden, and we've seen two coaches who typically will talk anytime about anything go silent on this in Popovich and Kerr, and Daryl Morey took the tweet down and has been quiet ever since. So it seems like they're largely getting what they want, and if they just cut everything off, which I don't think they're going to do, but if they did that, that would free everyone up to say, well, we're not getting the money. We might as well say what we think and blast them for Hong Kong. So I wouldn't think they would do that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but it's one of those, you know, subjects and areas that I'm just not super versed on. I mean, I when this story first broke, I spent a lot of time doing internet research. I spoke to one of Barack Obama's deputy national security advisors to really get a grasp on exactly what was going on over there, and then the, the type of situation the NBA was wading into. You just don't know. I mean, as as kind of nutty as it would be for China to cut off basketball. Again, they can do whatever they want. They, they, it's, it's a different part of the world and a different lifestyle and in a government that they they have over there, as we all know. So, I don't I don't really know how this this all plays itself out. I think the end, but I think the bottom line is the NBA would miss that Chinese money. It certainly isn't nothing, but I don't think it's enough to significantly change the way the league does business because all their money or most of their money comes from domestic uh, resources. Chris, we are so excited to have you back on board this year. It's always a pleasure. We look forward to it each and every week. Thank you so much. Anytime, guys. Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated with us here on The Big Show. Uh, You'll be able to hear Chris each and every Monday, and he always provides a good perspective. He's been with Gordon Hayward a lot, DJ, and thinks Gordo is, is, I don't want to say back, but better. Maybe not. uh, Craig Craig Bolderjack told me right after the injury, that uh, he talked to somebody, and I don't know, but it's someone with a medical background. And I don't know if it was an NBA person or a college sports person or just someone who's seen the injury, but they had some, they were well versed in, in, in basketball somehow, and they said, um, he's out for the year, he'll be back the next year, but he won't be himself. Whatever he's going to become, you have to go out another year to see him really take off. He won't be able to take off the next year. It's, it's a long recovery. What he did was really really bad significant so yep. yeah it was really significant and so that played out i mean he did miss a year he came back but he wasn't himself so if he's going to take off according to the person bowler talked to this would be the time to really get up and get going well the celtics, always happy <laughs> the celtics better hope so because he's basically untradeable right now uh, at least in through, until he gets through this season. Uh, listen this Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to the Salt Lake City Stars. Get in, uh, get into the action by grabbing your Stars tickets today. Experience the excitement and community of Salt Lake City Stars basketball all season long. Ticket options include single-game tickets, group experiences, premium seating, and season ticket packages. Call 801-325-STAR and get your tickets today. Not Sports Sport coming up next here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. David Locke. So last time you joined us, we were talking about should we be worried about Bojan Bogdanovic. Saturday was certainly Bojan's coming out party, if there ever was one. I was not worried about him. You know, we're not getting our catch-and-shoot threes right now. Fifth bottom of the league in catch-and-shoot threes, but Bojan is getting his. I looked at catch-and-shoot threes today. I think he's sixth in the league. I thought his emotion was cool. He's pretty steely, and so I didn't know he had that kind of high-level emotion that he displayed. The high knees going back once, the big fist pump, that kind of stuff to me. I really didn't know that he played with that kind of passion, so I thought that was cool. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ooh, oh, baby, no, baby, please don't go. I want to know just how it's possible that the rockin'est decade ever had a song like that. Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David James filling in for Gordon Monson today. And right now it's time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be caller number 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. And correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game announced by Patrick Hinahan and some guy this morning at 8.50. And you'll win a Zone prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong Play of the Game brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. Only on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I, I catch this every single Monday, DJ. And I usually know what the play is because... Uh, I always listen to this guy sucks. One of my favorite. Oh, you uh, like that? One of my favorite segments. <laughs> Not on, many guys who really stuck it up over the weekend on DJ and PK today. So uh, anyway, catch that every single Monday. Be caller twelve right now. Time for the Not Sports Port, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over one thousand used vehicles and in inventory. Shop online lhmusedcars.com. Uh, I have two stories for you, real quick, DJ. First, uh, passing of Robert Evans. Bob Evans, the legendary Hollywood producer, died at 89. But uh, he produced The Godfather. He produced Chinatown and uh, all sorts of other absolute classics. He was one of the true characters in Hollywood. Those are a couple uh, of big-time movies right there, if you haven't seen those movies. Chinatown is... Heavy. Something heavy, <laughs> heavy. Yeah. heavy. Saturday night, woo! Let's have fun. Yeah, heavy. okay. And yeah. of course, the the Godfathers. I mean, all time classic. All time. Well, either one or two, which I believe Bob was involved in uh, in both. Uh, but I he, think I like the first one more than the second one. But that's you know. Well, they're both better than the third. There's no doubt about call, that. Right. Uh, but I've heard that's the one argument that you could make. Well, not one, but. Uh, that the sequel is better than the original, but I tend to side with you, DJ. I like the original the best. All right, and then here's the other one. Uh, this happened in uh, Columbus. Uh, DJ, police are looking for two suspects they said robbed a family dollar store on Saturday evening. And I just ask you this. If, if you're going to muster up the motivation to rob someplace... The dollar store? <laughs> why would you rob the dollar store? I mean, if it's if because it's flush on Saturday, it still can't be. Because when you're doing that kind of stuff, you're not that bright. Because if you were that bright, even if you weren't, you know, moral, ethical, whatever, you'd look and just like the cost benefit, the cost risk ratio. Right. It's not worth it. We could find some place that. But has it's not more worth cash. it to do right. But I mean, banks have more cash. But you know, if you go and try to knock off a bank now, you're a moron. Okay. I mean, the banks they they've had people trying to steal them for so long. They've got it down. Don't walk in there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and think, oh, I know what I'm doing here. No, you don't. <laughs> you're you're going to get locked up. Don't do that. So out of curiosity, DJ, when is the best time of day to, to There is no good time. Oh. Don't do it. No you have good that time. thought, sit down and think again because you've come up with the wrong answer. They're going to lock you up. 
Well, I suppose that, yeah, the dollar store is probably a, a fairly easy target, I guess. They're like, yeah, here, take my, my thirty six fifty. <laughs> have Have a great time. Enjoy it. Would you like some uh, what uh, some party favors on your way out? Some hats, some of those kazoo things. Throw those in there for you. How about some knockoff peanut butter bars? Yeah, huh? there you go. And don't get me wrong, uh, the dollar store is extremely useful, but I don't think it would be a, a a lucrative robbery target. How about some butter thumbs and four musketeers on your way out? <laughs> and plus, they uh, were carrying handguns, so there's armed robbery regardless, right? Doesn't matter if you're no! doesn't matter if you're sticking up a dollar store or a bank, isn't it? Pretty much the same charge. Yeah, it's a felony. Yeah, yeah. not Don't do good. it, people. Not good. It's not going to work. All right, coming up next, we'll get back and talk a little college football. Don't forget, Tanner Mangum joins the show at five thirty. DJ is filling in for Gordon today, right here on the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. People are asking me what the biggest difference is with this team. I could go on and on and on about the defense. The biggest difference is Tyler Huntley's development as a quarterback. I will reiterate this to everybody who loves to tweet at me after a Utah State game. Yes, Tyler Huntley is the best quarterback in the state. Yes, he is. And it's not even close. And I think that that's what's taken Utah to the next level because they've had the defense. They've had the run game. This is a new level with Tyler Huntley and his quarterback play. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.